Hey, it's Avi with the next episode of the Project Do It Yourself podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Project Do It Yourself. Feel free to check us out at projectdoityourself.com or our Instagram at Project Do It Yourself. Welcome to the Project Do It Yourself podcast, because that's what we're called. Thanks so much for joining. I'm here with Hannah. Hi, Avi. Hi. I've known Hannah for a long time. I feel like we've known each other for, our ent- I think it's at least your entire life. That sounds right. Hannah, <laughs> I'm really excited to hear about the type of DIY projects that you're working on. What are some things that you did most recently? So we live in a really small, not really small, like it's not a tiny house, but it's definitely a cozy house. So we live in 650 square feet and it's me and my partner and our four-year-old and our dog. And so with COVID, we are now working from home and also have our child home with us most of the time. So it makes for fun Zoom meetings. So we have been trying to create office space in our house that is flexible enough that we can work at it when we are working and then can tuck it away when we're done. And also we're both run large teams. So hopefully to make it so we look (laughs) (laughs) semi-professional during the day. So the biggest, they make smaller projects, but what we've done lately is just built in small office spaces. So in our bedroom, which is like a eight by 12 room, we built in a collapsible desk with a pegboard behind it that houses all of our different, like it has a monitor built into it now and shelving. And then the desk folds up and has a kind of a rollout extender because the top of the desk is maybe 12 by 18 inches. It also sits in front of our closet door, which is good. Everyone needs to be fully clothed and ready to go when the desk comes out. (laughs) Otherwise, no one's getting into the closet. Wow, Um, yeah. And then we also, so we had that space, which I built in, I don't know, sometime in the summer when I was thinking, oh, this looks like it might be a long journey. We can't both be working at the kitchen table or on the couch with our daughter home. It was really noisy and distracting. Also, we decided to get a puppy, so that made it even more complicated. (laughs) And so then we also have a little, which is what I'm in right now, we have a little, I think it's maybe five by eight space that has our washer, dryer, our hot water heater, and our pantry in it, and also leads to our backyard. And serendipitously, our dryer died in November. And so we were finally able to buy the dryer that matched our washer to stack. And because we live in this small house, we also can't fit most normal size appliances through our doorways, which we found have found out the hard way a few times, one time yeah. with our refrigerator. And so we have to get these tiny little appliances. So we got this special washer. We figured we'd get the dryer when we needed it. And... When we needed it, the dryer was sold out across the country. So I ended up meeting some guy at an appliance store and he kept an eye out. He got us one in about three weeks. We got it through the door. We installed it. It's a ventless dryer, so you can put it anywhere and they're highly efficient. So it's really cool. And so we were able to basically create an office in the space that our previous dryer was. So what we have learned is that you can basically work in a dryer sized area. Yeah. So we stacked it and then we created these sliding, I built sliding doors and a closet, you can see it um, behind me. And 
because it's ventless, it needs to have space for the air to come out. So it can't be a sealed space. So we used rattan and cut shapes in our doors and then covered it with rattan so we can keep it closed, but the space can still breathe and it can get enough Mm. air circulation in order to function properly. So now we have... I don't know, like four square feet of office space to use at our leisure. (laughs) This is pretty impressive. I think what you've hit on is like a thing that is a very common thing for everyone these days is finding a good place to work. And you just spent a lot of time over the past few months really getting some great places to work, it seems. I'm pretty anal about like how things function. And because we have pretty limited space in our house, having multifunctional areas that can be used when they're needed and then covered and moved away when they aren't is super important. So it's it's been a journey, but we got there. Now we have more ergonomical spaces that aren't going to send us to the chiropractor immediately <laughs> after this whole thing is over and that will end up like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Like. <laughs> and it helps too. It makes you feel like you're at work. Yeah, absolutely. That's really quite important. So how did you decide your plans for each of these spaces? How did you figure out how to make each space as efficient as it could be? I feel like usually, like, I think my process is that I start with the need. So like our need is to have office space. And then I usually evaluate in our current scenario and what could we actually do. And so it comes usually from that. And then I typically like search, I use Pinterest a lot. So I'll search different ideas. And then I typically get obsessed with the form of something and the function of it. So I really want something to be incredibly functional, but yet aesthetically beautiful. I'm super not into a folding table that would just put me in my grave. I could not (laughs) deal with that. Like it has to be beautiful. It has to be something that will be both beautiful and useful. I found these hinges that are used a lot of times in like campers um, and RVs for flexible tables and things like that. So I use those to create our space in the bedroom. I do a lot of Craigslisting to find stuff. We haven't been really in stores with COVID. It's made it really hard to procure items. So in our laundry room where we built out the other space, One of the things that's fun about projects is that you always have more of something you didn't need and something that you did need you don't have, which has made it challenging when ordering most of your things online or having to do curbside pickup. You can't just run out and grab an extra packet of tiles because let's say on the off chance you mismeasured or decided that you thought that you could cut tiles with a rock saw and then early on a Saturday morning decided to actually rent a tile saw because you ruined most of your tile. (laughs) So that does make it a little complicated. But I feel like most of the time it either comes from a need or desire for increased functionality, at least like in our home. Are you drawing out the plans beforehand or are you playing it by ear? How much pre-planning do you do? I mean, I feel like drawing that out would be a really good idea. I have a large scale sculpture background, so I feel like I'm very experimental and I feel like there's not really much you can mess up. Obviously, like you cut your finger off or lose an appendage, that's not (laughs) a good scenario. I, I guess I like learn by trying. So I usually come up with a concept and then I like restriction. So if I try to make sure that I'm 
using maybe materials that we either have or are as environmentally safe as possible. And so, okay, like within that constriction on material, what could I get a hold of? And now COVID adds a whole nother level. So I figure out like, what's the overall concept? And then what can I actually use to make that idea happen? And I think that a lot of times ends up being the reason behind a finished product in the area that we call the executive suite pantry laundry room doghouse. In that area, I had found some marble that somebody was getting rid of on Craigslist. And so we used that for the counter for where our desk is. And then we needed a really solid but reasonably priced tile that wouldn't be very slippery because we use this area as an entrance in the wintertime. Found something like that. We needed a door that was light enough for a four-year-old to be able to open because she was in charge of feeding the dog. So we had a (laughs) retrofit doors because doors are typically relatively heavy. So we made it out of half-inch plywood instead of what you would normally make a door out of. Mm. So I think a lot of it is a concept and then the end product is deducing what you can find, you know, what I have on hand, what tools I might have at the time. I did get a new jigsaw for Valentine's Day. so (laughs) That's actually quite a nice present. It was amazing. (laughs) It was the way to my heart. Exactly right. Okay, so thinking back to when you were growing up, or, or I don't know, at some point, do you feel like there was a, a time where you really got into DIY projects? I think like I always really liked building things. Even growing up, I loved sculpture and building things. But I think when I was in my late teens, early 20s, my boyfriend at the time, his mom, I feel was somebody that was just this really rad woman who built everything herself like she she was the person that taught me how to love hardware store (laughs) and she had all these tools she was constantly doing woodworking or building and I feel like she was the person that kind of just was you can do whatever you want and you don't need help if you don't want help and you can build things and try things out I used tons of tools with her and so I hadn't had as much exposure to that type of building my parents didn't really do any of that stuff growing up and then I went to school for large-scale sculpture so lots of mixed media metals and woods and stuff like that and then when I was in college I started building furniture to pay for school. So I started just on the side making these tables and then ended up being able to sell them and quit my job as a bartender and was just able to make tables to pay for school. It's amazing. Yeah. And then when I was living in Reno and then in Colorado, I started just doing interior design work. So I've always loved just like space and the functionality of space and how we interact with our space. I think I know for me, it has a huge impact on my mood and all those types of things. So I'm always very considerate of how we interact with space, how it affects who we are. And particularly now where we have a very uh, high need for consumption to just question that and see how we can be more thoughtful in the way we live on a daily basis without it just meaning more things or more space. And some days that feels like the right choice. And some days I feel like we really need a three bedroom house. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's great. Thinking about the desk you just did, what are some lessons learned that you would like to know if you were to do this again? What were some things that you would you know tell yourself for next time? Nothing I do ever turns out the way I think it would. And I think like it always it it always takes me a little bit of time to warm up to the end product, <laughs> regardless of what it is, even if it turned out really good. I think one of the things about doing things yourself as opposed to having somebody come in and do them is that I know where I messed up. I know, oh, I should have cut that edge a little differently. Or, oh, if I had laid the tile this way, it would have been more efficient. And I think I've just gotten better at being okay and really stoked on the end product and not beating myself up for the things that maybe didn't turn out perfectly. Because I think in reality, or this is what I tell myself in my head, (laughs) if I had a contractor or someone come in and do this, they would leave knowing all the mistakes they made, but I wouldn't know them and I would never notice them. So it wouldn't Mm -hmm. bother me as much. But I think the reality is you always are going to make mistakes and it's pushing through that and being like, oh, we ran out of tile through our tiling project and couldn't get more. Well, I guess we'll just put the door two inches closer, just cover it up. So I think it's just, that's what I've learned over time. And that I think like you can really do anything. I do draw the line at electrical work because that scares me. But I think in reality with YouTube and with podcasts like yours and websites, there's so much information out there. And I think it's just making sure you have the time and patience to work through it and be okay with making a mistake and realizing that if you have all your limbs, it's not a super bad mistake. And You can probably figure it out. There's tons of places where you can rent different tools or stuff like that. So I feel like you don't have to have everything on hand. And I also have learned too that doing stuff with your partner or person that you love is a great way to both strengthen and also can hurt your bond. (laughs) (laughs) So being patient with the fact that everybody has different ways to get to the same end result. So you might be working on a team. Thank you. Those are really good lessons to share. And I think the hard part that everybody thinks about is you know that if you hired someone, they would do it the way that they've been practicing to do it. Totally. And if it's your first time doing something, it's not going to come out perfect. And everything takes, I think, at least like two to 20 times longer than you had anticipated. So (laughs) when we redid our bathroom I guess it was like at least four years ago because I was pretty pregnant ended up not being very helpful because I was just nauseous the whole time and I was watching DIY shows of people remodeling their bathrooms my sweet partner was actually remodeling a bathroom and I kept being like these people are doing this in a weekend like it's taking so long I want a functioning toilet bag and it you know took us a month and not a weekend it always takes longer you always have to clean up there's always something that is going to get messed up but in the end you're usually the only one that knows that there's something wrong with it. (laughs) You just have to live with that. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) Hannah, thank you so much for being here. This is a great episode. I appreciate you sharing all of the experiences you've had. Interested in seeing pictures of Hannah's office space? Check out our Instagram at Project Do It Yourself. This podcast is sponsored by Project Do It Yourself. 
connect with us at projectdoityourself.com or on Instagram at projectdoityourself. The theme song was written by Arlen Strassman. Do you know someone who would enjoy being featured on this podcast? Email us at podcast at projectdoityourself.com. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.